straight, no chaser. John, do your thing, baby. All right. Here we are once again. Thank you very much for tuning in to Straight No Chase of the Podcast. We're back again. Um, tell your friends, tell your family. We are available everywhere that you look at podcasts. Like, share, subscribe. We wish we could have gotten with you last week, but things happen. But we're back this week, and that's what matters. So um, we're going to introduce ourselves. I'm John. Rasheem, go for it. What's up, y'all? I'm Ra. I'm not really sad that we didn't live last week <laughs> right cage still i am uh in a church i just got out the shower so let's get it <laughs> you hear some noise in the background too because all the kids and kids are doing things nice 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 and once again it's your boy neil but i'm excited this time now because it's scorpio season oh, no reckless for the whole month of October and November. Ra, you feel me, baby? Love you not. Everyone in the house. Time out. It's COVID. What y'all gonna do? Cases are spiking. It don't make a difference. It's still Scorpio season, baby. It's the one after that is the one that's most important. Right. Don't worry well, about it. Well, time out. Well, my wife is a Scorpio, so I give it a little bit of a pass, a little bit of credence, but there you go. We got you. But for the next 30 days, my brother, just back on down. Historically, we were supposed to be having like a little party. Internet, y'all don't know this, but we've all had like a little club night, bar, happy hour, whatever you want to call it, for Rashim and Neil's birthday in years past. Nonetheless, we can't do it this year for a variety of reasons. We'll do it again next year. Maybe y'all can come out and, you know, party with us one of these days. That said, speaking of partying, some people is not going to be partying as of next week because this is the last show before the presidential election, okay? We've been talking about this for months and months and months. It's finally here. I know y'all are excited. I'm damn excited because I'm tired of politics. I'm tired of everything. I wish people would generally shut the fuck up about politics, but they won't until next week. So, one more time, gentlemen, does everybody still agree that Biden is going to win. That's what y'all were saying. Biden's going to win next week, basically. Is that still where we at? Definitely. Yes. Even more so now. Why, why is that, KG? 70 million people have already voted. That's more than the entire election the last round. The more people that vote, and the more the last people that, no, it's 120 people that voted, 120 million people voted the last time, my fault. But that 70 million, the more people that vote, it favors Biden. Like they, the whole 45 whole thing is to minimize and diminish the people to turn out. So if the turnout is high, he ain't got the numbers. He never had to, he didn't have the numbers last time. He just had the electoral college. So it doesn't bode well for him. You're muted. I just want to point out one more time that 
this is all, all the same stuff that was happening in 2016. No, no, it wasn't the same thing. How so? How's it different? The turnout wasn't, nobody was trying to say, hey, you got you really need to go, go, go vote this time. And people was kind of indifferent. I think people knew who this dude was, but he was like an anomaly. People, it was like more of a question mark. You have four, like, close to four years worth of evidence of what his administration is about. And I think people, again, that's why you have record turnout for early voting. I mean, it's, it never had anything like this before in the history of voting. And I would imagine on the day of election, you'll see a, another you know, large number of turnout. So I don't, I don't think any of those two factors bode well for him from a results standpoint. I mean, we're definitely going to find out. I know this isn't your thing too much, Neil, but have you already voted? Let me ask you sure. that. Yes, sir. Outstanding. You know, I saw a funny thing, though. It was on IG, kind of made me laugh. <laughs> he was pretty much saying, um, just vote. You ain't got to show your sticker. You know how everybody always wants to take a selfie. Uh-huh, I voted. Like, who cares? That ain't nobody's business. Just vote and do the damn thing. That's all. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 different in the sense that yeah, people, people looked at Trump, and it was like, there's no way he's going to win. Like, and that's, and I think that's one of the reasons that kind of aided him. Folks just like, I don't got to worry about it. The, the woman's going to beat him. Hillary's going to beat him. Um, and then they woke up the next day like, Hillary lost? Well, you ain't going to vote. So, and, and of course, I know, you know, people be like, the people who are responsible for Trump went in are the ones who voted for Trump. I, right. I know, I know that, 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 that logic. Um, but there is another logic that if, if, people turned out to vote against him for Hillary, he wouldn't have been in the position. But we have that history. We have that history now. Um, I think it's different now because folks, like Cage says, they've seen this dude. They got four years of, of experience with him in the White House. They know what he's, my fault, they know what he's done. I was about to say they know what he's capable of. I don't think we know what he's capable of yet. They know what he's done. And that's enough for us to be like, nah, he can't, he can't, he can't come back. There's no way. There's no way. So I don't, I don't, is it possible he can win? The only way it's possible that he wins is if he increases the number of votes he got from the last election, which was one of the lowest turnouts uh, on record. If he increases his numbers and people just don't come out to vote for Biden, then yeah, he can win. But I think Biden's going to increase. He's he's going to do way more than what what Hillary did. Which, if all things remain the same, is going to give him the White House. Yeah, I, I agree with Ryan. Um, it's going. I don't think it's going to be close. I think he's going to get blown out. I think states that were never in play before are currently in play. Like Texas is in play. Um, I mean Georgia has been rare for a minute. It's in play. I think the issue is really the Senate. You know, I think that's where you're going to see probably more of the uh, the toss-up kind of stuff, where you're 50-50 in the Senate. But I think for the executive branch, I'm going to say it's a guarantee. But I feel pretty good about you know Biden Harris winning. Now, here's the thing: I watched a documentary on Netflix, really about propaganda um, and how 45 leveraged propaganda propaganda to minimize the vote. And they, they, they did a whole little study on how they disrupted elections. Um, they worked for Ted Cruz first. That's how he won the Iowa caucus. 
for the Republican Party. And then they didn't retain his service. They didn't, he didn't retain their services. They then went to go work for 45. And you see kind of what happened when they used uh, their tactics to kind of help elevate him. Uh, they used it in other countries. And you see kind of how this uh, people like 45 have been elected in other places throughout the world because they leveraged this, this entity service. So it's, I forget the name of it. I think I think we talked about it, John, a while back. But it's a it's a documentary that leverages they talked dilemma? about. It might be social dilemma, whereas I think the the main character is like a female, a woman who was an executive there. She actually worked on Obama's campaign, mm -hmm. and then she then went to go become not a lobbyist, but she then went to go work for this this company. I forget the name of the company. It escapes me. But in that company, they use data and marketing to, to really focus their energy on suppressing votes by saying, you know what, don't even worry about it. It's a waste of time. You know that it didn't vote. And then it, it, it gets a groundswell of information enough where it pushes the candidate they want to win like barely over the edge. It's real. It's a real crazy type ish. But, you know, I think that could be a little bit as at, as at play here. Like he's still leveraging that same mechanics. I just don't think it's going to be as effective as well. Well, I mean, we will definitely see, finally, after, I feel like this whole election season has been going on for months, years, last year sometime, where people was like actively talking about the presidential election from last year. You know, not just people that's real in the politics, but like everybody. Well, you know, it's been a fight though. Yeah, because you had like a thousand people running for the Democratic uh, nomination. And, and that was last year. And, and it wasn't good for Biden in the beginning because the, the early states that had the primaries and the caucuses weren't his, those weren't his locations. You know, those weren't the, the states that was really, really backing him. But then once South Carolina hit, he took off like a rocket ship. So yeah, they've been talking about this for a while. And then there's also been activity too, right? We've had three Supreme Court justices that this dude has you know, put in place. Uh, since he's been in office, the federal judges, again, none of them have been black. Um, his policies, you got scandal after scandal after scandal that he's been a part of. It's a never ending story in soccer. Everybody's, a lot of people that from his, his party or his, his camp has been indicted. So it's just, he stays in the news for some of the wrong reasons, man. I think people are going to be real, real disappointed and sad. And, um, I hope I'm wrong, as I keep saying week after week, but we're going to finally be able to put this whole thing to bed, probably not by this time next week. They're not going to have the, I don't believe they're going to have the results at the end of election night on Tuesday. They're not going to have the full results till maybe Friday, hell, maybe the week after that. I don't think we're going to know. But we will have an answer. And when we have that answer, we're going to come here and talk about it with you on Straight No Chase of the Podcast which is available everywhere that you find podcasts. So, um, got a question, a follow-up on that. Do you think that, well, there's a lot of information out there, a lot of clips of people on both sides, left and right, gathering up ammo, weapons for a civil war. Um, that's kind of a hot topic at this point. Right. What are your thoughts that that's a viable outcome if 45 loses? Uh, people do a lot of talking on the internet. There's, I would put, there's no chance. 
I think that, that is pie in the sky foolishness. I think you might see a few sporadic, very low level events, like maybe some pushing and shoving or something like that at a polling place, or some people that say, well, then people was looking at me or, you know, just something crazy, very, very small like that. But the chances of real full-fledged shooting at each other, civil war, very, very, I just don't see that happening, no matter what happened, whether Trump won full out, Trump loses, or whatever the case might be. I think that a whole lot of that is literally Russian or Iranian interference trying to manipulate people and get them hyped up. That ain't, that's not gonna happen. But but cities are preparing for it regardless. Not just people, not, not just people buying ammunition and guns. Mm -hmm. Cities are preparing for some type of um, violent confrontation regardless who wins. And then not to dwell on it, because you know, like we always say, we're the least, I'm, I'm one of the least political. But when you think about it, when, when Trump does lose, do you think he's going to go gracefully or he has to I think it's a choice. Okay. When I say go gracefully, I mean, not like to, you know, leave the White House, but do you think he'll make a big fuss about it? Like, ooh, let me recount the votes or, you know, typical Trump, Trump fashion. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why he stacked the deck in the courts. Mm. Oh, yeah, he's, he's definitely going to try to make a, um, a stink about it. But once again, um, states are the ones who certify elections, not the federal government. So, and, then let, and then let me ask another question, too. So, you know, and this is just thinking of Trump-esque fashion. But you know, when, like, the, when the new president has been elected and the votes have been tallied and they had the big, you know, gathering downtown on the mall, do you think he would be that vain not to show up as the new president is sworn in or something where he has to be there? I think he'll pull a T.O. and not show up. Yeah, he, he don't he don't have to be there. He ain't got to be there. And, and quite honestly, by that time, he'll probably be, you know, um, have been served some type of subpoena. You know, he not. They're going to wait till he's, till he's officially in Air Force Two. Y'all are funny, man. That's but you know what, though, honestly, man, like I, we are all, we are none of us here are Trump supporters. But for some strange reason, I believe in my mind that he has an exit strategy. Like I kind of agree with John, where I don't think he'll go to jail, yo. I think he has some sort of exit strategy where he knows America pretty much hates him. He knows New York is waiting for him. I think he knows this, and he's like, damn it, if I lose, I'm out. I don't think he's going to jail, yo. I really don't. He has, he has, he has jokingly said um, about a week ago, week and a half ago, that you know, if he loses the election, you know, I just might as well leave the country. He said that at, at one of his his rallies. Well, he ain't joking. Um, yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he's joking. I think he will try. I think he will try, but um, who's gonna take him? He's gonna Russia. Russia will take him. Russia. That's about it. In Russia, they they don't have a extradition. Um, it's a non-extradition country. So if you're looking to get arrested and um, you go to Russia, they're not going to send you back to the States. Yeah. Um, Brazil also has a non-extradition treaty, if anybody ever wanted to know. <laughs> yeah. That's the boy down there, too. It's, it's disruptive down there, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, it's craziness all over the place, and it, it's so disturbing to me that, like, we get caught up on the election, which is very important, don't get me wrong, but it's as we always say, you know, the local and the legislation and the Congress is much more important 
And um, I, it boggles my mind. Like Neil just said, I don't want to give anybody the wrong impression that I'm a Trump supporter. I'm absolutely not. Uh, it boggles my mind that he has any support whatsoever because the Republicans just, uh, what's his name, McConnell, just dismissed the entire, you know, Senate saying, okay, everybody go home for the, you know, break before the election or whatever the case is, despite the fact that they haven't passed no second stimulus and people still hungry and right. unemployed and so on and so forth. And that is a much, much bigger deal, in my opinion, than the presidential election. But nobody really is discussing that. And it's unfortunate, but just goes to show the kind of level of discourse that we have in the majority out here in, in the country. Right. You're talking about the majority because people are discussing it. But it's not the bunch of, not the majority. I just want to throw this out there um, real quick, not for us, for necessarily for us to talk about. But, um, you know, we stream in live. And, of course, we interact with our, the, the chats in live. Penelope mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wilson it, it, it said, I heard about a scenario where there were two inaugurations at the same time. If you can, Penelope, if you're still listening, if you could put in the chat what you mean by two inaugurations at the same time. I never heard of that scenario. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm just interested. That's all. Sure. Well, I think following this election, I'm very curious to see what what happens with black people because it's a lot of steam behind changing the narrative where the Democrats don't just automatically get the black vote. And you see that with these endorsements of 45. Um, you know, you got 50 Cent, you got Waka Flocka, um, yeah. oh, Walker, Walker endorsed Trump too? Not Walker Flocker. Yeah, it's something that was like, you know, some there was some like interaction on social media where somebody said, people who support the dude are like a clown. He said, well, guess call me a clown. Uh, and it, um, it, are you leading up to the, the newness? Well, you, you got Ice Cube theoretically kind of, not so you're in his corner, but you're not saying anything like anti, and you got a little way. I mean, I, you know, John, you can kind of share or talk about the little, the little post, but I think it's interesting. I think it's very interesting to see what's going to happen with our collective community go forward. There is a narrative that is being formed. I've been on the internet deep for a very long time. There's a, such a thing as a narrative where certain people can kind of say things and shape the conversation around certain topics or whatever to paint things in a certain way. And there is a narrative right now being put together that's basically saying black men are going to support Trump, black men are going to put Trump in office, black men are the white men of America and blah, blah, blah. And, and all of that is absolutely ludicrously stupid. It's not the truth. There are individual black men that might be doing it the vast majority of black people are going to be voting for the Democratic nominee, unfortunately. Black people or black men? Both, men and women, unfortunately. Go ahead, Rob. <laughs> I just want to read what, what, what um, Tunchi uh, Weezy posted. Uh, just, oh, just had a great meeting with at real Donald Trump and POTUS. Besides what he's done with uh, as, as so far with crime reform, he's done something with crime reform. Besides that, the platinum plan is going to give the community real ownership. He listened to what we had to say today and assured he get it done. And then he posted a picture. They're both doing the thumbs up. Um, I just want to say unequivocally, so people know where I stand with this black men, if you vote for Trump, you are trash. Period. 
You heard that, Internet? <laughs> Say it again, Rock. Black, black men, if you vote for Trump, you yeah. are trash. What about black women? If black women vote for Trump, are they also trash? We, we don't have to worry about that because black women, black, black women are going to be the saviors of America. They have been. They will always be. They, you saw how they they rolled for the Democratic Party in the last election. They're not going to all of a sudden. They're not going to all of a sudden stop that. Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about black women. I'm talking about there are a lot of black men who have internalized um, their oppressors' ways so much that they rationalize voting for Trump because they just want to be people. Just want to be nonconformists for whatever reason. And brothers, all of a sudden, we 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 see things that no one else sees. And we nonconformists. I'm not going to vote for them because everyone else wants to vote for them. You vote for Trump, you're trash. If you vote for Trump because you can't, uh, you you can't stomach having uh, Kamala Harris as a VP, you're trash. If you vote for Trump because you think he has a better economic platform and program than what Joe Biden has in terms of building wealth in the black community, you're trash. Well, you're so, stupid. You're I'm just saying that. Like, man, you vote for Trump. Be mad. No, they. You're I think trash. the. I think. Most any black man, I mean any minority person that votes for forty five, if you have over four hundred thousand dollars of income, I could actually rationalize why you would say, you know what, I could support this guy because of what it does to me individually. If you make under that, there's nothing in my mind that can understand why you would get out of here, get out of here. I'm on video. Get out of here. Get out of here. Straight no chasing, baby. Straight no chasing. Go, go, go. This is uncut raw internet. This is how we do this. So we all got kids. They might poke their head in every now and then. That's and little mama just wants to see what daddy's doing. It's, but it's he's too busy. late now. She's in there. Yeah, in there now. That's love, though. <laughs> okay. Well, that's love. That's, love. that's crazy. Um, 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 Dana, Dana uh, Brown. Uh, I think these rich rappers want to stay rich. For their voting uh for the mango menace um because they want to stay rich here's my thing though like biden isn't going to take a rich person and make them poor you paying a little bit extra in taxes because you barely paying any now okay so hold on i think go ahead go ahead now no no because i was going to go somewhere with it deeper go ahead culture you go first i'll go after no i was saying these they don't know what they're talking about right so I think Amanda Seals, it was Amanda Seals or Angela Ray posted this, this myriad of posts around like the, the actual numbers, like what economic pushes, um, what economic impact 45 has had on the community, what he's done to support, you know, blacks uh, specifically. And it's been nothing, like nothing of substance. So I, I think that when people repeat Republican or his, I'm not, he's not even Republican, 45's talking points. Um, you're just speaking that because you just, you're lazy, you're not doing your own research, and you're a clown. Mm -hmm. so, so, forgive me with this. You know, I got to go far left. Let's get I it. I hope it stirs a little controversy, but it's all good. But before I start, what was the name of that young black um, girl that's a Trump supporter, very smart? And, Candace Owens. Ah, now, just forgive me. I'm just throwing it out there. I would say I would. I don't know if I would say she's very smart. Intellectual, intellectual wise. I wouldn't even say that either. I think she's very white people's job for me. I got you. But I should just talk louder and raise your voice with an opinion. Don't make you intellectual. 
And she's like I, Tammy, I, Tammy I, I, Lauren. I, I think she's a smart young woman. She's just jaded. But I'm just throwing a wrench out there. So, yes, part of me, a lot of me agrees with Ra on the statement he said, if you're a black male and you vote for Trump, whatever. Now, yes. I'm just throwing it out there. If there are black males that feel Trump is the best person to be president for whatever reason, who's who are we to say, and I'm just being devil's advocate, who are we to say that you're dumb or ignorant? Because it, 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 also, it, also, it almost makes it seem like we're the Candace Owens right now. You know what I'm saying? For mm -hmm. somebody picking their viewpoint. So if the person really feels like Trump is the best one, for whatever reason, we're not here to judge, who are we to say, you know, I, f I feel like we're becoming Candace Owens if we say that, even though I totally agree with you, I'm just saying, what's the difference? Yes, Ra. <laughs> You're talking to someone who believes in dumb questions. You know, people like, ask whatever, no such thing as a dumb question. No, I believe in stupid questions. Um, if, if I give you a piece of paper that says we're leaving at 12, look at the piece of paper, read it, and then ask me what time we're leaving, that's a stupid question. That's a dumb question. So when I say, I say, that, I, I say that because there has been evidence presented to us about what this man thinks about our community, how he interacts with our community, how he's been self-serving ever since he's been in the public eye and that he has done nothing. You know, they tell, well, I gave money to HBCUs. No, you rolled back money funding from HBCUs. You know, so, and he lies about everything. If you associate yourself with someone who has a, a proven track record of being that trash and you do that intentionally, you, sir, are trash. I can't disagree with that, man. This dude has 20 plus <laughs> sexual assault claims against him. He's professed to sexually assaulting people by saying, I just kiss him or grab him by the crotch. Like you, and these evangelicals tout this dude as like, this is a guy. This is the guy. Mm -hmm. it, it it blows my mind, man. Like the, the level of... Uh, dumbness that our country has i mean it's, it's truly ignorant man like i just i i I'm, I'm befuddled go ahead john you had your hand raised i feel like um when we i think that if you are a conservative republican black person a liberal democratic black person a progressive green party black person ultimately you're still black we need everybody that we can get working together um tearing down other black people is doing white people's job for them. I refuse. Just because you vote for Trump doesn't mean that you're stupid or trash or what have you. Just because you vote for the Democrats doesn't mean that you are mainstream, status quo loving, so-and-so, whatever. I, I try to avoid, in reality, I understand we're on the internet and hyperbole is kind of the language that we talk about here. But in reality, outside of this computer, I think that it doesn't serve any purpose for us to fight amongst each other. Because ultimately, if you listen to what the Candace Owens and the Diamond and Silk or whomever, if you listen to what they're saying, uh, those so-called conservative black people, they ultimately are talking about stuff or at least saying that they want things that really all the democratic black people want too, which is more liberty, more freedom, more opportunity, more this, more that. We all want the same stuff. We might have two different ways of getting to it. The more that we can manage to 
our, our own internal divisions, the better off we ultimately all are. To me, the, as I've said before, the Republicans are trash as a party. The Democrats are also trash as a party. But the, we've had this discussion ad nauseum. We ain't gonna solve it now. Next Tuesday, cannot wait because it's gonna be interesting. But I will just say this one last thing about this social media narrative. KG mentioned this documentary called Social Dilemma. And it's all about how people's um, minds are made up on the internet and how our social media networks kind of manipulate us to feel a certain way or to look into certain things or whatever, whatever. There is absolutely a narrative that is currently being formulated and put together right now that is blaming black men for Trump's reelection. I'm telling y'all, don't let them do it. Don't let them do it. I think that's part. I think that's propaganda. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, I, I agree with. I'm saying I believe that the tools used in the social dilemma are being applied to the black community. Mm -hmm. I think that is sowing. I think sowing intentionally sowing division. It benefits to your point the Thank oppressor. You. Absolutely. I think. I think. To, I don't think there's a, a huge black male push to support 45. I think there's sporadic individuals that line up with this dude. We're not monolithic. It makes sense. I get it, mm -hmm. right? I think by and large, black men will support the Biden-Harris uh, ticket. I think at large, black women are going to support the Biden-Harris ticket. I think at large, white women are going to support the Biden-Harris ticket. I believe 50-50 Hispanic community will support the Biden-Harris ticket. And I believe white men, probably about 20% of them will support the Biden-Harris ticket which will result in a victory. And, 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 and I'm just gonna go with something you said, John. Um, I, I had a mentor back in high school, my Asaji Fo, a team since Wally. He said something to me way back in the day, give me one sensible friend and spare me a thousand fools. I'm sorry. If, if, if I see that, that you were supporting Trump, you go with the thousand fools. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. So yeah, I understand we shouldn't Can't do that. Each other, and everyone's gonna have their own viewpoint. I don't. I think we're at a time right now where we've got to let that go. Mm. It has not served us up to this point, and we've always allowed people to be where they were. We're not at that right now. We're at a time where either you roll with us, and what was it? Was it New Jack City, or you get rolled over? I don't know. But <laughs> you gotta, we gotta, we gotta move together. Park had a song. We're moving with us. For the Democrats, that does not serve the purpose. I'm not see, but I'm not thinking of it in the context of party loyalty or brand loyalty. I'm just looking at who are the people who are presenting ideas that best serve the community as a whole. I'm gonna flip it up. If Biden was a Republican and he was running with the same platform he's running now, I would vote for Biden, the Republican. Who has the best ideas? It, I don't care about whether the Democrat or where are the ideas. I'm not loyal to your, your party. Your party, neither parties have done us any any favors. Yeah, at this point, it's it's the people. It's, I think people get wrapped up in the party right now. It has nothing to do with party at this point, in my opinion. This is all about the the character of the people who are being presented as options. And out of the options available, I select the Biden Harris ticket. I see. Very well, gentlemen, we will be back on this same subject, I'm sure, this time next week to talk about why 
Y'all were all wrong. Well, I do want to. I do want to make a point about what something that Rasheem said. I I am not a fan of dismissing vehemently dismissing people who support forty five. I I it it makes the the whole concept of being America it throws it out the window because at the end of the day we're all supposed to be Americans, right? And after November 3rd, or November 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, whatever, we're all still going to be Americans. And we gotta figure out how to get along, how to, how to work together in some capacity in this country. And we can't do that if, because of what you, because you line yourself up with 45, I can't mess with you. Like you're kind of, like you're off limits, like you got a disease. That doesn't make sense because you probably work with somebody who is a 45 supporter, but at your job, your job will give a damn that he's a 45 supporter, she's a 45 supporter. You're gonna figure out how to, how to let bygones be bygones, that you put your political um, affiliations aside and go do, get the job done. So I think, I don't, I don't understand when we can apply that same thought process logic to the whole country, which is why I believe corporations have to set the tone. Like most corporations are giving people time off to go vote. Um, they're pushing the go vote narrative, which I think is completely um, the right thing to do. If 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 Bull Connor was running for president, and you was working with black folk who said they wanted to vote for Bull Connor, would you still feel that way? Hold on, fam. First of all, explain to the people who Bull Connor is. Second of all, are you trying to say that Trump is the modern equivalent of Bull Connor? Bull Connor, raging racist. That's all you need to know. And am I saying he's the modern day equivalent? Absolutely. Mm. So if you yeah. someone who's a raging racist, mm -hmm. who who would who, who, and voting for that person is is against every interest you have as a community and as a people because he would lie to you and tell you he's just lying to people and saying i'm for you i have plans for you but never has any plans yeah i would you would still feel the same way yeah i mean i'd rather i know what i'm dealing with again you got to figure out how to work with people unless you own the company you don't get to pick who you work with and unless you want to be income less or go work someplace else, yeah, then you're gonna figure it out. So my answer remains the same. I don't. If 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 they are knowingly racist, then the company will know that they're knowingly racist, and they probably won't have a job anyway. All right. So I'm not saying we gotta we 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 gotta cut them out. I'm just saying we need to recognize them for what they are, which is ignorant. Which is what I'm right. saying. And govern ourselves accordingly. Hold on. See, here's the thing that I feel like, and I don't want to get too deep into this because we do have some other topics in the net, but what we don't, what we should always recognize is that we are a minority. And what I mean by that is a minority of the population in America. So we've only got 30, 40 million people. And that might sound like a whole lot, but we're spread out all over the place. If we are cutting our population, if we're saying, I'm not going to work with this conservative Republican black person, they're dumb, they're stupid, or whatever, or vice versa. I'm not going to work with this, you know, progressive, democratic black person because whatever, whatever, whatever. Again, that does nothing but make the power structure stronger. If your goal is to empower the black community, that black person might not have your same um, 
political beliefs or whatever the case is, but he's still, he or she is still black. Nonetheless, I feel like the ultimate goal is reparations, which has to come to, uh, we got to come to that from a bunch of different angles. We've Let's gone all over that a million times. I, I, I'm not Let's saying don't work with them. I'm saying just recognize them for who and what they are. We they, are have, they, the they have used their vote to support someone who will actively work against us. How do we know that Biden won't do the same? He does not Biden tells, what right. if? I'm looking at a, a full track record. Mm -hmm. I'm not just looking at what Biden did when, when he got in the Senate. I'm not just looking about what Biden did with the crime bill. I'm looking at everything that Biden has mm -hmm. done, including the plans, the platforms that he has put forth. Mm -hmm. So when I compare his entire the, the spectrum of Biden mm -hmm. to the spectrum of spectrum of Trump mm -hmm. and everything he has done during that same time period, mm -hmm. it's a complete it's opposites. It's night and day. When I compare the compare uh, the plans, the platforms that have been created, Trump doesn't even have one out there. There are no plans. There are no platforms. He did at the, at the Republican National Convention. They didn't even put forward a platform for the first time in modern history. When the convention is supposed to put a platform out there, these are the things we will do. He does not even have a platform. Mm -hmm. How can you say I'm gonna support him because of what he's gonna do for the country? Well, what is he gonna do? The only plan he put out was the platinum plan to convince black folk. Don't forget, he has a health care plan. What health care plan, right? Uh, right? So so I'm saying, when you look at that, how can you look at that and say, I think he's a better president for me? What has he shown you to make you say he's a better president for you? So I'm actually questioning the thought process. So I can't work with someone who thinks like that. No, I can't be at a, a job. If I had to work with someone who thinks like that, they probably wouldn't have the job long because they're going to make dumb decisions based on misinformation or no information, and they're going to actually cause damage to the, to the company or the organization. So more likely than not, they wouldn't even work there. Not long. Well, you work with plenty of people who support 45. I sure are. Like Lil Wayne, Ice Cube, and who else? Waka Flocka Flame. Whoa, I just want to make sure that everybody understands the only thing for me on that part, John, is, and it's just me, I don't want to say that Cube supports, because I'm a big Cube fan. Right. I just sat down with him to listen to what he wants to do for black people. I, I, me personally, this is just Neil speaking, I think we as a society threw him under the bus because he met with him. Like, if he wants to be the president and get our votes, what are you going to do for us? And I think he got thrown under the bus because I had met with him. That's my opinion. I, I, I think would not you, say Cube is a Trump supporter. I think you got I the story a little. I think, I think you got the story mixed up. But I'm gonna go back to Rob right quick. It's, it's along the same lines. Rob, would you take a meeting with 45? Hmm. No. Wait a minute. Let me add a little something. Rosh, no. I mean, uh, Trump comes to you, Rashim. He says, "Listen." I want your plan. I want to talk to you about what we can do, you and me, to fix Black America. Rasheen Rook, come talk to me. Come down to the White House. Let's do it. What would you do? Um, just because a table has been set before you doesn't necessarily mean you got to sit at that table. No. That's what we kind of disagree. I, I think you have to take the meeting. Um, I'll give you an example. So uh, 
Y'all, you guys know who Lee Merritt is and the attorney, Chilbox attorney? Who? Is it Lee Merritt? I've heard that name. He's a civil rights attorney. He's represented um, a couple of different of the people who's been, who's been killed. Uh, mm -hmm. And so um, he had a meeting with 45 and he didn't, it wasn't highly publicized at all, but you take the meeting. It wasn't effective. I'm not saying it was, he kind of came out recently and, was, and said it wasn't, you know, there was no substance behind it, but he spoke honestly around um, the events of the meeting. I think because of the person, the, the office is what you go what you go meet with. Now the person is just just an occupant. If the president says, "Hey, let's meet," I want to discuss X, Y, and Z. In my opinion, if it's especially if it's talking about things that are affecting the black community, you have to take that meeting, regardless of who's the occupant. Hey, John, did you say that Malcolm X met with uh, the KKK? Absolutely did. Yeah, but those are two different things. You can't throw that out there like that's the same thing. Those are two contexts that are completely different. They both the nation, both races. The, the the nation of Islam had a a part of their platform that was built on separation, and on top of that, the KKK was not the per, the the people he met with were not not, not in the White House responsible for creating policy from the federal level. The so the point I'm making is not that it's not separate. Those those are apples. They may be fruit. But they're apples and oranges. They're not the same thing. Mm -hmm. I think the point is the point is you have view of it. That's two, you have two people on opposing sides who can get together and have a meeting. Whether they agree on the content of that meeting, that's that's something totally separate, which is what I think your point is. You take the meeting, have the conversation, no. see where you can overlap, and you figure out the rest. He has shown us that the in that there would be nothing of value that would come of that meeting that would actually benefit our people. That has been shown to us. It, well, they, there's something, so, so we got two different views. The way I look at it, there's 1,440 minutes in a day, period. 1,440 1, minutes in a day. Your time is valuable. I'm not gonna sit there and waste 60 of my minutes with someone that nothing's gonna come out of knowing that walking in. Just because they're the president, Mm. No, no, I don't care about you. Think, you, you, think an, you think an inmate that's trying to get on parole and they go before the parole board, they know they're going to get denied. You think they're going to say, you know what, bum is going to go to the parole board meeting? I am not an inmate going to parole. They're different contexts, and you cannot, you can't confuse them. They're different things. You asked me about meeting with the president of the United States who is a, 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 a racist, who has never done anything for our community. He did a little something with that little fake crime bill he put out. Okay, cool. He did a little something with that. But by and large, that is different than me being a convict having to meet with the parole board. Can't confuse the two. Speaking of confusion, to pivot a little bit, unfortunately, I don't know if y'all are aware of this, there are massive uh, scenes of civil unrest in Philadelphia after yet another police uh, murder happened on Monday night, I believe. Uh, unfortunately, the footage is all out there. Y'all can go check that out. I mean, uh, the guy that got killed is named Williams? Walter, Williams? Walter Wallace Jr. Walter Wallace Jr., unfortunately, in Philadelphia. And that has triggered, again, rioting, looting, so on and so forth. So uh, one of the things, this is kind of tied into the little political thing here. Both of the nominees for president got their words in about this whole thing.
rioting and said that the rioting and the looting is unacceptable, period. Trump said the rioting and the looting are unacceptable, period. My question to y'all, is this a rioting, looting, you know, burning stuff up, whatever it is, is that a conducive or, I don't know, constructive way to fight the power, change the system, express your anger, et cetera, et cetera? What does it change? I ask that because we had a whole summer full of this type of thing, spring and summer, and it all kind of died out. So I wonder if we just like spinning our wheels here with the flare-ups that go back and forth. Does it even matter? Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it varies from, um, I don't know, I think I said this a while back, and I don't know if John, you and I agreed on it, but it's almost like society has almost become, and I don't want to say the word, desensitized to things like this. Because mm -hmm. it seems like it happens day after day. Some things happen that we don't even hear about. So I'm sure it happens somewhere in some state, probably right now as we speak. So it's almost like it happens so frequently and we're looking to these policymakers, and we're looking, we have all these different thoughts and we're looking to different people to come and quote unquote rectify the situation and ain't a damn thing happening. You know what I mean? Like, should we, should we vocalize it? Should we continue to make noise about it? Should we make a stand and demand justice? By, I totally agree, of course. Because if not, you're just going to sit back and, and settle and allow, allow things to happen. But in the grand scheme of things, I mean, I don't want to be a cynic, but this shit been going on since Rodney King. Ain't nothing basically changed since then. And even before that, exactly, Rob. Waving before that. But I'm just saying as far as video, we knowing about it and seeing it. We saw him get whooped by LA police. Nothing happened since then. So to me, it's almost like I'm numb to it. Do I believe that we should still protest and demand justice by all means? Yes. But in my heart of hearts, I don't think nothing gonna happen. Some cop is gonna get death duty. Somebody gonna, you know, America to me is pretty much telling us our skin color ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Am I sitting down saying that I can accept that? No, not at all. But I don't see nothing happening. You know, we can protest and march and do all we're going to do. And in less than 24 hours, it's going to happen to somebody else. And like you said, John, then what? What happened to a couple that uh, thing and expect a different result? That's the problem. But continue, KG. I'm saying it happened to a couple at, uh, in Illinois. Uh, what, Keegan, Illinois. Did y'all hear about this one? <laughs> so it happened this same week, about the same time as the other one in Philadelphia did, where Couple was sitting in the car, and um, the guy was shot and killed. The woman was shot and wounded, mm. and uh, the cop didn't turn on his body cam until after everybody, you know, the, after everything was kind of done. So they, they fired him immediately. I assume he's going to be prosecuted. I think those types of things. The, that's your question, John. Is yes, all of that stuff helps. Riding helps. Uh, protesting helps. Um, does it does it create the change that we want rapidly? Of course not. Rob talked about this. We talked about this as a group over the summer. It's progressive. It's, it's, it's incremental improvement, incremental steps, incremental progress. Uh, it will help if we can get all that one lump sum at all one time. But the people have to execute that change. And you know, Biden plans calls for some police reform. Um, in his in his in his in his platform, so I think 
you got to keep pushing for those high key narratives. If nobody ever protested, that, that probably wouldn't even come up. So you got to keep protesting. You got to do what you got to do. Right. And, and, and Neil, you can't say nothing ever comes of it because things have come of it. You just haven't seen it. I, I do believe that traditionally writing is reactionary. Um, it, it is a response to the pain that the community feels at, of, of being violated again. Um, so yeah, that's the reaction. But in terms of what comes of it, if you think about um, after the George Floyd piece in all the rioting, I had posted something way back in yeah. in June, and it 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 ticked off at minimum fifty uh, actions, positive actions that took place as a result of everyone looking at what was going on with the George Floyd situation, and that's from the twenty sixth of May all the way to the 4th of June, within that short period of time, there were well over 50 accomplishments that would not have happened were people not in the street. So while I wouldn't say, I mean, in, in the way it was started, um, Trump said, shouldn't riot. Biden said, you shouldn't riot. You know who else said you shouldn't riot? George Floyd's family. You know who else said you shouldn't riot? Walter Wallace Jr.'s family recently. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like it's the white folks saying don't riot. You do have black people like, no, if you riot, they're going to take advantage of that opportunity and now make it about something else. Let's do something different. They're not downplaying or demonizing the riot. They're just advanced enough to know that you're opening a door up for other people to make us look a certain way. So don't do it. Ronnie King said, can we all get along? But they are, that's, once again, that's a different thing than, you know, can we all get along was different. That was because he was getting paid and, 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 and they, they, they beat the ride out of him. They, you know, he was like, no, I'm getting this money. I'm going to make my statement and keep moving. But these are families who are saying we're at a point now where we can make some change. We can see some change. And when you riot, they now focus on the riot as opposed to what happened to my child. So it's not just the white folks saying that. Families are saying that. I'm sorry, go ahead. The only thing I will, I will add to this is you posted something a while back around, it was it was linked to Lovecraft Country around the, the massacre of 1921. And on it, you had a map. You put a map out of the country and said that wasn't the only one. And right. it had several different locations and years of black massacres. Yep. And ironically, there was one in Philadelphia in the 80s. There are people around in Philadelphia that remember what took place. I looked it up. I, I think I texted you. We've talked, we kind of had a movement. Yeah, the, the yeah. bombing. Yep. So, you know, you think about what police have done in communities. It's not a one-time thing. It typically not the first time they've experienced something like this. So they're like, you know what? People are fed up and it's somewhat childish, but that's the a child throw tantrums. A riot is, is in my opinion, equivalent of like a tantrum. And when you, when you don't have a way to articulate your pain, your frustration, you're going to act out. And that tantrum is the effect of what these businesses see. What should, well, you thinking something, John, because I know you're rolling your eyes. I always tell by the slow roll of your eye, you know, you agree or disagree with something. What you thinking? I mean, um, I, as many of y'all know, I work in sales and I've had to be going back and forth to Philadelphia the last six and a half weeks or whatever the case is. And I've been actually on that Cotman, Aramingo, Bustleton area where everything is popping off right now. And those businesses that are over there um, 
are not political, let's just say. You know what I'm saying? They don't give a damn about anything, uh, politically speaking, who got beaten, who got killed, or whatever, whatever. And I also will take it a little bit step further and say that the people that are rioting and looting or whatever they're doing are doing it because it is an opportunity to come up. It's not political. It's just an opportunity to get some stuff because we need some stuff. It's a very under uh, privileged area, let's just say. And if they've got an opportunity to get some shoes or a TV or whatever it is that they're getting, um, they're going to take advantage of it. As I imagine most people would in the same situation. I don't think that the rioting serves any purpose. Uh, an organized movement of some type would, but this ain't that. So uh, I feel like we consistently do the same things and expect a different result. And that is why we keep on, like Neil was just saying, you know, we, we rage and we burn and, you know, we wild out and we have a temper tantrum and then everybody goes home and then it happens again. And then we all come back out and then it happens again. And then we all come back out. Instead, we should do something different politically to change that. However, all of it is all kind of, you know, of one piece. And I don't know of how easy it is to kind of separate it all out, but burning down the stuff that they're doing, looting the uh, Walmart and the shoe store and whatever, I mean, I guess, but guess who's working in that Walmart? You know what I'm saying? Guess who was working at the shoe store? It was the people in that community. It'd be different if they was going down to, down by the Rocky statue or something like that. They keep it right there where you at. And the way that the police did it, they barricaded that little community. It was like, okay, if y'all want to wild out and have a temper tantrum, do it right here burn down that little chicken shack, burn down the gas station, loot the shoe store that's right there, and do whatever you're going to do right here, and it changes absolutely nothing. Unfortunately, and the beat goes on, it will just happen again. It's probably happening right now in some backwater place somewhere that we won't even hear about, and that's just the way it goes. That's my opinion about it. But, you know, uh, hopefully it... What's up? Make some good points. Unfortunately, um, this is going to happen again. We'll probably talk about it at that point, but in the end, peace to that man and his family. One death is one too many. We really, really, really need to do something uh, to stop this whole situation. Um, I don't think that the Democratic Party on any level is going to do it. I don't think the Republican Party on any level is going to do it. If that's going to come, that impetus and that change is going to have to come from within our community and out. So... That's how I feel about it. Um, and I guess I also had this other thing, again, trying to pivot here. We got so much stuff. Uh, Straight No Chase of the Podcast. Please like, share, subscribe. Tell your friends. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Amazon, whatever. Everywhere that you can find podcasts, we're there. Um, one final thing. I you got his hand raised real quick. Go ahead, KG. Any commentary on Rudy Giuliani and the Rudy Rudy Giuliani and the uh, Borat thing? He was so stupid. I don't just know if there's enough there to talk about. Right, stupid. Okay. Let me just ask him. He sucks. I got comments, but you know. Where, John? What you about to say? So that kind of actually that kind of leads into something else that I was about to exactly. Bring. There you go, KG. I appreciate that. So. For those that do not know, there's a movie, I can't remember what the name of the movie is, it's a Borat movie. Borat, such a good movie film. There you go. So basically, <laughs> in the movie, he uh, sets up Rudy Giuliani to be with this young uh, woman, 
and it's just real weird and inappropriate in ways that you don't ever want to see. And Giuliani got to be about 95, 100. He's old. He looks like the Crypt Keeper. So imagine somebody's old, weird-looking grandfather with like a 20-year-old woman, and he's rubbing her thighs. It's just real... It's, it's awkward, let's just say. And he didn't realize that this was a satire and he just got caught out there real bad. And the fact that really nobody really gives a damn on that side is kind of crazy, but it is what it is. But I wanted to kind of bring that up because he's doing a lot of coercion of the young woman that he's in the scene with, meaning uh, he wants her to sit down next to him. He's like, give me your number. Uh, basically he's spitting his game to her, whatever the case is, and she's kind of playing along with it. But the idea is that she kind of wanted to get out the, the room that they was in and so on and so forth. And I kind of wanted to bring up to y'all, I have uh, seen a couple different conversations on the internet lately about um, men refusing to accept no and begging, pleading, asking for whatever, sex or any other kind of activity that their partner woman does not necessarily want to do and that partner going ahead and doing it because she's just tired of you asking i guess what i'm saying is and is that um i i've seen it termed rape i've seen it termed i'm trying to think of what the right word for it is i can't think of what it is but basically she doesn't want to do whatever it is that you trying to get her to do you ask and you beg and you plead and Finally, she just breaks down and does it because, damn it, she's tired of hearing your mouth. So is that, I'm not even going to say is that, that's rape. How can we as men kind of change or have a discussion about changing that dynamic so that our children don't have to face that same kind of thing when they grow up? Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Well, I think, does that make sense? I don't know if everybody agrees that that's rape. Um... Can I can I just clarify something real quick? Because I hate okay. it when we put stuff out there and it, it ain't quite accurate. Please, the, yes, by all means. The clip you're talking about with Rudy Giuliani, he wasn't in the hotel room begging her to do right. anything. With he was in the hotel room because she had invited him there to do a quote-unquote interview. And right. in the process of the interview, they were talking about how they had to put the mic in certain places. And, and, and she was insinuating, you pretty much got to unzip your pants. So she was... You could assume looking at it that she was coming on to him and Ju Rudy Giuliani was falling into the trap like, yeah, yeah, come on. And that's why he was patting her on the back, rubbing her leg, rubbing her back. And then, um, and that's when Borat jumped out half naked and was cold. But yeah, I just want to put that out there. She he wasn't begging for it. He was just going to be a willing participant for whatever she was willing to do. But it, it still would be unprofessional. Yes, yes. It was absolutely horrific. If you have not seen that, terrifying, go check that out. It was crazy. But um, but yeah, but KG brought up a good point. Like, like, is that right? Or is that yes. just a dude, is that just a dude begging? And the sister's just been like, like you said, all right, here, here's some. So that that's, that's kind of why I wanted to, and this is where, having a woman's voice would be very beneficial for us because I, we all have grown and matured in various different ways over 20 something years. And, and we've said this before, the concept of consent did not exist or was not explained to us when we were young in the 90s 
as it is now. And what I mean by that- hey, Speak for yourself, brother. Wait a minute, wait a minute. No, they, nobody was like, yes, you, you can't just uh, force yourself on a woman. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the actual concept of consent, as in she must loudly say yes in order for this to continue. I don't, I don't believe, no, no, not, I don't. So wait, let me get this straight. When you have sex with a woman, you ask her, hey, are you going to have sex with me? And she has to say yes. That is your idea of consent. I need, for me, 100%, you have got to say loud and enthusiastically, no question about it, <laughs> verbally, yes. I don't want to read your body language. I don't want to uh, think that you meant one thing and really you meant another. You're going to say yes, or we are not going to do that for me at this point. But what I'm saying is 20, 30 years ago, yes, you needed to have that consent, but we didn't think about it in those terms is what I'm trying to say. And now you've got like people, for example, I've read on the internet many times where men say that you cannot um, rape your wife. She is there. That's what she does. I mean, you know, you that's her job. That's what you got to do. To me, yes, obviously you can. And that's where that coercion piece comes in. In other words, she's sitting here. She does not want to do whatever it is that you want to do. We don't even have to go as far as sex. Let's say... I don't know, man, you wanted to cook dinner, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you wanted her to do. And you basically wear her down to the point with asking her and begging her and pleading with her and so on and so forth, that even though she did not want to do it, she does it anyway, just to please you, just to shut you up or whatever the case might be. That is over the line, in my opinion. And that's why I'm saying this is one of those conversations that we really do need to have because so many men feel like, no, that's just me being me. That's just me and a man. If I don't ask, I'm not going to get it. If I don't beg, I'm not going to get it or whatever. I think that definitely has got to change. I'm wholeheartedly against men begging for it, period. End of story. Like, what are you begging for? And, and it, it, no, if she says no, the way I'm wired is, okay. No. It's a wrap. So, so, so I guess that's one part of it, and it doesn't really address the, the question you're asking, is that rape? And when you get into consent i mean even that may be construed as a legal term there's such thing called implied consent where she may not say i want to have sex with you but she got in the bed butt naked with you and started it started riding you and it's in certain jurisdictions certain states they, they would consider that implied consent so even though she didn't say come on and get this she didn't say no she didn't say yes and it was all good it it just it's, it gets so tricky so i am almost leaning towards john with the if you don't say, if you don't initiate it, say this is what you want, this is what we're doing, then if if I'm confused, then nah. If if even I act in my confusion and then you say, nah, this isn't what I want, then nah, it's a wrap. Yeah, yeah. I feel so what, what about if you keep on asking? I, I heard what y'all said. Don't she said no. Don't keep asking. Man, no, what man gonna beg for it? But right. now let's so that, that's plenty, we know plenty we know plenty of people who beg. We know, we know. Right. Y'all probably do. For what, what I know of y'all, y'all don't beg. Y'all know how they I'm not I'm not begging for Nathan. So you a beggar? Well, do you <laughs> please? <laughs> to answer to answer your original question, it is rape, right? It's absolutely rape. Um 
I believe that can be construed as intimidation. If you keep asking for something and somebody is saying no, 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 and they eventually say yes, there could be a fear factor, right? Of I don't want this person to hurt me or harm me, so I'm going to acquiesce to these advances so I can not be beaten or killed or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, whatever may go in the woman going in the woman's mind. Um, your broader question of what do we do to change that narrative, we got to teach, teach, but like I'm going to teach my son something different. Um, that's on me. And then it's going to be on him and executing the things that I, that I teach him. I think from a community standpoint, when, when guys kiss and tell and you hear stories like that, you got to call them out. I think you got to just, you got to hold the people, the circle of people that you surround yourself with accountable. And I think stuff, the conversation like this, where we can speak about it, brings, you know, gravity or light to the situation where you hear, you know, four black men, accomplished black men talking about, I believe that this is rape. Like, if you're begging someone for sex, you're a clown. I, I, would, I, would, I would feel comfortable calling that guy a clown before I would say somebody that's a 45 supporter is a clown, like 100% clown. Um, because you're using the stature of, of a man, as of, of, a, of your manhood to influence and intimidate this woman that you're with to give you something she does not want to give you. And I don't give a damn what you say. I don't know if you can make somebody change their mind. Right. This ain't work. Right. And I think yeah. I look at it from a, I don't know if I want to even say the word simpler context, but if you have mis, if you have mixed signals, just take it as a no. Take it as a loss. Don't imply, don't assume. If the situation is dictating that it's a no, keep going. And I totally agree with Keltrick. I mean, I don't know. I, I would say I don't know any beggars, but I guess there are people in the world that do beg. But that that just seems absurd to me. If you got to beg for it, it's a problem. Just walk away from it. Gentlemen, I've known y'all for 20 years, okay? I recognize that we all very mature, very, you know, stable, so on and so forth older people i'm talking about back when you was 20 21 22 uh, please none of us ever begged john here and tell me uh, you was john none of us here ever begged okay i've never i've never had a woman and coerced her into right. having sex with me never in my life that's good okay well that's what i'm saying i i i firm i know that that happens I'm 100% sure that it happens. The please, baby, baby, please kind of mentality that we saw back like in the Spike Lee movies or whatever, that's a thing. You're I just think about that's- about sweat ever? I'll tell you, I, I have a theory. I think dudes who go out like all the time and they always tell their stories about how they got some coochie, I think those are the kind of guys who do exactly what you're talking about. This is, I, think it's, I think it's statistically impossible that every time you go out, you hit a home run. It is absolutely impossible in my opinion. Yeah, they overcompensating. They overcompensating for something. And, and, and I think, like you said, um, Cage, it's like talking about experience, talking about it from a, a more mature perspective, um, helping young brothers understand that it's okay to say no. Like we're almost socialized that if if a shorty's gonna put it in front of us, we gotta take it. So it trains us to always want to get something from a, sexually from a woman, but it's okay to just like be cool with a woman. And, or if a woman says, I want to kick it with you, it's okay for you to be like, nah, I'm good. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we as men 
we, we, we don't turn down money and we don't turn down uh, um, sex. That's how we've been socialized. Yeah. And, and I think that leads to a lot of brothers feeling that they're that close. If they just plead and beg enough, they could wear her down. And, and they could be wearing her down, but in a way that's, that's completely a detriment to, to how she feels about herself, what she thinks about herself, the fact that she ended up having sex with someone that she didn't want to have sex with. And it could be a fear factor, like you said, yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that. Dudes need to just young boys need to, need to be told, and socialized different, so that those of us that have daughters don't have to worry about the type of guys that they're gonna meet when they grow up in high school and go off to college. Because yeah. right now, they're gonna meet those type of dudes. Yeah, facts. I think you know to your point, Rob. It's, it's okay to go home with the drop penis. I think people have to understand, like, it's okay to go home with a drop penis. You don't have to always get a piece of your cook, of the cookie. It just, it just does not, it's not necessary for your existence. And I think men have undervalued and unappreciated what they bring to the table. Like, you shouldn't be socializing your, your gift um, to everybody. So, you know, if, if somebody is a willing participant and you're a willing participant, then by all means do, do what consented adults do. But if you gotta, if you gotta convince somebody to give you something they don't wanna give you, man, I, I ain't got nothing for you. Facts, facts. Well, there you go. Okay, well, I mean, very straightforward. It's unfortunate, it's definitely a convo uh, I, like I said, I've seen this little conversation on the internet and I was shocked at how many women said that, you know, this is, I'd say pretty much all of them, maybe like one or two said they didn't, but out of a hundred something people, like 98 said, yeah, this has happened to me where I did not want to do it. I did it because he wanted me to do it. Uh, I regret it and it just didn't feel good, so on and so forth. And it's just one of them things that I think definitely we as men, uh, do need to talk about more and call out and say, hey, this is wrong, not in a you're a bum in your trash kind of way, but in a this behavior that you're doing is destructive, it's foul, don't do it, so on and so forth. Wait, wait, those numbers you said, you kind of glitched for me. You said you saw so many women who said what and so many women who said whatever, what was that? So I'm in a couple different Facebook groups and this discussion was had and out of, let's say, maybe 100 women, two or three, a very small amount, said that they did not have this type of experience, whereas the vast majority, the other 96, 97 women that responded was like, this has happened to me. I have had done something. It doesn't even have to be sex. It could be, like I said, making dinner or laying out his clothes or whatever it is. They did not want to do it, but the man was adamant and begged and pleaded and kept on asking and asking and asking and finally just said, okay, damn, fine here and just did whatever it is that that person wanted them to do and how destructive that was and so on and so forth. And it was very, very regular and normal uh, behavior. It just happened over and over and over again. And I was kind of shocked and uh, saddened by it. And I just wanted to, you know. What did they say? Like, can you elaborate or did they elaborate at all in terms of after that took place, 
how they how they felt did they talk to this person again did they ever talk about it or various different ways i mean like i said it, it ranged from husband and wife and the husband wanted her to do something and she didn't feel like doing it all the way to i just met you and i decided to come kick it at your house and in order for me to leave your house with safety i had to do this or i had to do that or i felt uncomfortable and plenty of them said that they did not feel comfortable saying no they only said the no in their head but their body language and everything else was screaming no but they didn't feel like they could say no because here we are in your space with this man that overpowers you and so on and so forth so it's almost like they were saying okay rather than go this way where he might physically assault me or hurt me or whatever i'll just kind of go ahead and you know do whatever because i just want to leave i just want to get out of here i just want to be free or whatever and that happened uh many many people were talking about it and it was just kind of sad to me i mean we've already heard the statistics about sexual abuse that happens to women and how often it takes place and so on and so forth but this kind of wrinkle to it is a little bit different than what i had imagined as rape sexual abuse molestation so on and so forth that what they was describing although when they described it was clearly foul how they described it was like so regular and so normal and so much you know uniform yeah it, and, it, and it sounds like because you said not just with sex but but with like laying out clothes or whatever anything it, it it sounds like from for me it sounds like the crux of that issue was about power and how you you are you are robbing someone um you're robbing their ability to have power and control over their own lives by forcing them to do something as simple as because people are like well what's so you know why not just like that's not that's no big deal but something as simple as laying out your clothes if you making me do it i'm a grown person i'm a grown woman and you making me do that you know that's a power that's a control thing that a lot of brothers got to wrestle with mm -hmm. and kind of unpack as to why they have those control issues. So you can start with the clothes and go all the way up to the sex, even though she may make it seem like I want to do this, but that's because she doesn't feel like she has the power to say, nah, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. you know, so I, yeah, that's a problem. No, it, it makes me think of, do you think in Lovecraft when uh, the wife came back or traveled in time and saw her husband again, is that kind of the equivalent of conversation? And she was like, you, you diminished my voice. And he, he like, you know what, well, you're right. That hit, that hit a lot of women with the, 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 you diminished me, you diminished my voice. Like she didn't have, she didn't feel she had the support to be who and what, and she had to do these other things and play the housewife. And, and I could see a connection. You know, it's interesting, man. Like I, I I'll tell my close friends, you guys and I have had this conversation and my, some of my close, you know, female friends, women friends, having a daughter has really enlightened me to things that happen to women. And um, just really being curious around the black woman's experience. And I know everybody's experience ain't the same, but just uh, when I hear these type of topics, we have these type of topics, I know that they exist and it, it scares the shit out of me that, you know, all of us have daughters and they got to grow up in this world where they may not be lucky to run into some guys like us, but some of the guys we kind of talk about that we even know of. Um, and we may have to go kill somebody. 
And I, I'm not saying that metaphorically, because uh, if you, you mess with ours, I, I feel bad for you. And it's not gonna be on some, I'm gonna stand by and just let the, let the law do it. So I think um, the, the, the conversation is necessary, teaching our daughters, you know, what the right things should look like. They're in control of self-defense. Um, and daddy's here. I mean, if I need to hook my hook or crook, I'm coming someplace if I need to. Right. You know, and the part for me is um, what I have contributed to that environment. Because once again, 46-year-old Rashim is not 26-year-old Rashim. And while at 26, I wasn't begging for it, but I wasn't a choir boy either. So um, the things that she will have to deal with may also be things that I had I had forced other fathers to de deal with with their children, with their daughters. Mm -hmm. You follow me? Let's so, talk about it. So when I think about it, I also think about it in the context of like I can tell her what to look out for, not because of some that I felt that through the ether. It's because I, I seen them games. I played them games. I, I, Let's I, talk about I, it. Let's get into it. Let's you know, get into it. And, and it's the truth. So when you know how to talk that talk and then you having those conversations. I remember when we were at um we were at the mall at, at um at some spot. I can't remember. It was some spot over there in, in Virginia at um Pentagon City Mall. And we was talking about some dudes. We were talking about a, a boy. And it it cage you called and you was like, man, tell her them boys ain't shit. Cause we know. Because <laughs> at one point in time, we wasn't it either. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 come it's come full circle. You know now now I have to deal with it from a different perspective, and um and I gotta be I gotta be responsible on how I I talk to her, what I tell her about the, these experiences, but I also need to look for opportunities to almost right the wrongs. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm dealing more and more with younger dudes, and I'm trying to kind of put them on so that they know that they don't have to do a lot of the stuff that I willingly happily did, you know? Like what, man? Let's put it, let's put it out there. If we gonna give it, if we gonna talk about it, let's talk about oh, it. Oh, listen, I, um, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer of, uh, Here we go. you can know some of my business, but you don't need to know all my business. <laughs> I, it's simple as that. Um, you know, people ain't getting details, but, um, but yeah, no, one quiet boy. <laughs> I mean, um, it's a sad state of affairs. I think that we have all witnessed or seen different, you know, things. It's unfortunate. I've had plenty of people, I agree with KG, that yes, having a daughter has opened my eyes to a lot of different things. And when I say that to my female friends, they're like, it's sad to us that it took you having a daughter to recognize, you know, all this other madness, guilty. You know what I'm saying? hundred percent. I did not look at it in that fashion, even though I have mothers and aunts and cousins and sisters and so on and so forth. I think that's a selfish statement to make. Like, why would you look at it any other way? Like it hasn't, nothing has been presented to you, in my opinion, to make you look at things from that point of view. No different, I mean, white people can make the same argument, right? In terms of, I've been forced to, to look at my whiteness as a privilege until it's been presented to them. And so when you're confronted with that information, I think at that point, 
the choice is if you ignore it, then you could become a clown. If you acknowledge it and say, you know what? I was blind to it. I'm aware of it. I'm a, I, I, it's in my awareness now. I'm going to take some different action. I think that should be applauded. Well, I mean, cool. Um, gentlemen, I feel like it's been about an hour and a half. I don't know how long it's been. <laughs> but it's about 11 o'clock. We could go on about this for a minute. This this is really in being very serious. This is a very serious topic. Um, maybe we can touch on this again at another show, but we can't do another hour on this one, which we could easily do. But we'll come back to this in internet. So straight no chase of the podcast. Remember that. Um, we're available everywhere. Please like, share, subscribe. This is the kind of stuff that we talk about. So, you know, tell your friends all of the good stuff. And, um, you know, we got to kind of wrap it up, but do y'all have any kind of final words or whatever here? Excuse my sure background noise. Just make sure you pay up next week, John. 100% internet, $10 bet for everybody saying that I believe that Trump's going to win. They believe that Biden's going to win. So either I'm going to win $30 or I'm going to pay them $30, one of the two. And black man, if you vote for Trump, you're trash. There you go. Um, since we brought it up, you know, Keltrick and John and everybody brought tonight. Black men, be a father to your kids, but definitely, you know, look out for your girls, man. They got to deal with a lot of stuff out there. And I say, man, on my, on my little final takes is health is wealth, especially right now um, in this COVID world. So if you can or haven't been, take a look at your fitness, your health. Um, COVID is a health um, epidemic. And you know what? One more thing real quick. I just thought about it, too, on a real serious note. Now, so I My think it's killing me. I think, no, no, no. It's, it's just a thought. Um, parents, listen to your children, man. Sit down with your child. Ask them how their day is going. Ask them what's going on with them. Ask them how they feeling because they got a lot of stuff inside. And sometimes our kids feel like we don't really hear them. Mm -hmm. You know, take that time out to sit down with your child, man. For real, for real. No doubt. Facts. Um, for me, we are in, I feel like a lot of people right now are suffering mentally, emotionally. People are very much overwhelmed and they don't have an outlet or the vocabulary to kind of express themselves. And you see it in, people are just generally frazzled. The political situation is unstable. The economic situation is unstable. Everything just seems real, real crazy right now. So please seek therapy if you need it. Uh, find your friends and all that other kind of stuff. And, you know, take time to be nice to yourself because I feel like we really in a real different time right now and everybody needs to remember that you are human. It's okay to be messed up and take it easy on yourself, basically, is what I'm trying to say. So on that note, gentlemen, internet has been wonderful. Join us next week, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, other than that... We out. Peace. Straight, no chaser.